In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, give me liberty or give me death. In 1775, at a meeting of the Second Virginia Convention, which took place at St. John's Anglican Church in Richmond, Virginia, Patrick Henry ended a speech to the delegates there with his now beloved exclamation, give me liberty or give me death. Patrick Henry's speech and this phrase in particular have lived on in American lore as a turning point in which many bought into the Revolutionary War cause and effort. And so the, court, the quote, of course, is famous and it's appropriate as we'll celebrate American independence in a couple of days. But we'll also see in our reading from Romans that these two concepts, freedom and death, intersect one another. There's a relevance there and there's a connection between them. So speaking spiritually, St. Paul is going to tell us, however, that it's not a choice we have to make, give us liberty or give us death. Rather, St. Paul's message is that we have Christian liberty precisely because we have died. So up to this point in Romans, Paul has made the argument that our salvation comes to us from God by faith alone. We do nothing to earn it or merit it. You're not saved by your doing, but you are saved by receiving in faith what Christ has done for you. Last week, we heard Paul argue that there's no need for us to test the limits of grace. Instead, we have the opportunity to use our new identities as baptized children of God to live for the sake of God and our neighbor. We no longer have to live worrying about whether or not God is going to forgive us, whether or not we're good enough to be true Christians, because at our baptisms, God has taken care of all of it for us. To be a Christian, then, is to put our faith in the word that Christ has taken our sin, that we are saved. To be a Christian is not based on how moral you are, how good you are, but it's based entirely on God's gift to you. And in our reading from Romans this morning, Paul continues to remind us that we are a people who are made free because we are a people who have died in our baptisms. We have died to being under the law. That is, we have died to trying to earn anything from God. And this is the central statement of the Christian life, according to St. Paul. You are free. You are set free. And so here in Romans 6, the analogy that Paul uses is slavery. He says that once you were a slave to sin. But he says if a slave dies, then the master no longer has any control over the slave. Once you die, you are free from anything or anyone who claims control over you. Once you die, your, obligation, your obligations are over. Right? Once you die, you don't have to worry about paying taxes anymore. Not your problem. Right? Once you die, your bills are not your problem. Once you die, your overdue book at the library is not your problem. Once you die, you're set free from any obligation in this world. So likewise, Paul says in your baptism, God uses his word in the water to put the old sinner of you to death and to raise you up as a new creation. And he does this precisely so that sin is no longer your master. You are not obligated to it. Sin is not your identity. You are not at its service. Sin does not have dominion over you, in his words. It does not rule over you like a master. You're free from it. 
And so just as for Patrick Henry, give me liberty or give me death was a call to summons, a call to take up arms and oppose the British, so also when Paul says, do not let sin exercise dominion in your moral bodies to make you obey their passions, he's giving us a call to summons. He's reminding us of what is, by God's word, what is real. He is reminding us of the reality that we don't always feel or see. That's not always evident for us. But he's reminding us that truly, by God's word, we are free from sin. This is a call to look at what happened when we were baptized and to acknowledge the truth of who we really are. An actual death has occurred, and now your life is found in Christ. So live into the freedom you have in Christ. And this gets to Paul's main point in Romans 6. Now that you are free from sin, don't go on living as if you are a slave to sin. Don't voluntarily put yourself back into submission to sin. Paul asks, what advantage is it to you to continue to live like you are a slave to sin? There's no advantage to living in sin or living like a slave to sin. The wages of sin is death. These are the natural consequences of sin. Don't go pursuing that which leads to death, because now you have a free gift of eternal life. You are a new creation. And so instead, live life knowing that your purpose is to share an eternal life in Christ. As part of our morning prayer routine recently, we have been reading through the book of Judges. And so the book of Judges comes right after the Israelites were freed from their slavery in Egypt. God had led them to the promised land, and there they settled. And there they had the very things that they had long hoped for. There in the promised land, the Israelites had the freedom of no longer being enslaved. They had land that was rich and fertile. They had confidence of knowing that God was with them. But then we get to the book of Judges, several years after the Israelites left slavery, and then we start to see a pattern emerge over and over. The Israelites have the freedom they have in worshiping God, but they consistently return to oppressive idols. We see that though the Israelites are in the promised land, they begin to enmesh themselves up with foreign gods and foreign kings. And then they begin to see how miserable life is apart from God. The idols demand too much from them. The idols that they begin to worship apart from God demand their whole lives. The idols demand that they sacrifice their children. And the idols begin to consume them. And so then we see that the Israelites, being oppressed, call out to God, and God in his mercy saves them and brings them back into a place of freedom. And this is what happens to us when we misuse our Christian freedom and return to live like we are slaves to sin. It's not that God is going to abandon us. It's not that God is going to ignore us or that we will lose our identities as his children. Instead, when we live as if we are slaves to sin, we cause ourselves a great deal of unnecessary pain. We enslave ourselves to the things which want to destroy us and not to the things that want to provide life. And so when you live like a slave to sin, you're going to get consumed by sin, whatever that sin is, whether that's anger or lust or greed or pride or envy or gluttony or sloth, whatever it is, that thing wants to consume you. It wants to be your master. 
and we find out the wages of these things, the wages of the things that want to enslave you, are death. And these are the things God says to you, no longer rule over you. In Romans, Paul says, remember who you really are. You're not a slave to these things. You're not a slave to sin. You're not a slave to anger or lust or greed or so on. Instead, you are a person set free by Christ. And therefore, let go of holding on to these things. And instead, put your faith into Christ who frees you. Our Christian freedom, then, is about letting go of the things that want to enslave us. And that's the true blessing of our baptisms. Because we get to look back at our baptism and say, I don't need to hold on to this sin any longer. I can let it go. And I can trust that God will raise me up. I can trust it because he has made a promise to me. And day by day, as Christians, we walk in faith learning to let go of the things that were once our masters. The anger, the fear, the shame, the guilt, the sin, the brokenness. God is teaching us every day to let go of it all and to learn to be entirely dependent on his promise of grace. That's the beauty of the freedom you have in Christ. You get to let go. You get to let go of the things that are consuming you, the things that are weighing you down. They're no longer in control of you. No one nor anything is over you, but the one who loves you beyond all measure. And this is the one concern of your whole life, that each day you get to trust more and more in God's grace for you. You get to trust in God and not the old masters over your life. You get to trust that God's word to you is the true freedom to live the life Christ has given you. Amen.